Have you ever wanted something, anything at all? Well, guess what? You can have it, thanks to our sponsor, Science and Inventions. Ah. Jared, name a thing you want. I want a grilled cheese sandwich with olives on it. All right. Yeah, man. You yeah. can have it. Science will do it. They'll make that for you. <laughs> Woohoo! Lucas, name something that doesn't exist. Spiders. Great. Perfect. You can have it. Just give science and inventions a few years and they'll start making spiders for you. Guys, they've literally invented printers that can just print hearts. We've broken a barrier and now you can just have whatever you want. An accordion that is also drums, an automated paper plane, robot bear, a new version of an old language, it doesn't matter. You can just get it, and it will just be yours and belong to you. Go to scienceandinventions.gov and type just whatever you want in the search bar, and it will just come in the mail. You don't even have to get up anymore. It'll just show up, and then you'll have it at your house, and it will belong to you. Jared, one more thing that you want that doesn't exist. Friends. Look it up. Science and Inventions will get it to you. <laughs> Lucas, one more thing. A loving spouse. A loving... <laughs> this ad is getting way sadder than I was expecting it to. But with that, uh, let's get into season two of the Orange Boy Inquiry. <laughs> my tonsils removed and ironically but you need two weeks of downtime and I can't do that all right welcome back everybody uh to the orange boy inquiry um this is the first episode of season two um that's kind of cool we just arbitrarily decided uh to have it be season two um because we had we all had some stuff going on in our lives so I think first, just real quick, uh, let's just kind of talk about what we've been up to for the last little bit. All right, Who I'm Lucas. To, should I? Yeah, Lucas. Oh, yeah, you're Lucas. I'm, I'm Lucas. Niall. And I'm Jared. <laughs> we haven't cleaned up that introduction very much, but that's fine. Not yet. But hey, it kind of works out with the season two thing because there were 26 episodes of season one, which is the standard wow. amount of a network television show so that's pretty All right. Right. hey look at that um but i have been up to work that is literally all i've been up to as far as day-to-day life but we also last saturday niall myself and many others unfurled an entire mile of fruit by the foot wait and a mile it was a mile an a entire mile, mile. Fru- we called it by fruit the by the mile, mile. We got a lot of cool footage, and because I've been working, as I mentioned, I have been unable to edit it together yet, but that is something I'm actively working on, and there will be a fun mockumentary that we come out with within the next few weeks, so we'll let you guys know about that. It'll be fun to consume, Um, but yeah, other than that, I've just been working. I got two new jobs at Best Buy and at an Italian restaurant called Sicilia Mia, both of which have been very fun, and I've been enjoying it. It's just been a lot. Wow. That's dope, man. 
All right, yeah. yeah nice. Fruit by the Mile was ridiculous, but it was very fun to do. <laughs> it was. It was How long hot. did it take you? <laughs> it was extremely hot. Six hours. For real? Because they, so they, they <laughs> yeah, so they spooled all of it together on a spool, which was awesome and very cinematic. However, it was 90 degrees outside, and so it all started kind of sticking to itself, and it would rip off, and it it became definitely the least efficient way to do it. Yeah. But, you know. We definitely learned a lot for if we ever wanted to do this again, which we we don't. For next time. (laughs) But we were talking about that, like how much we learned about how to do this more efficiently, but it's like this information is completely useless to us. Yeah, it's not like we're ever going to do it again. Yeah, but we really did learn a lot. It's just well, hey, more more content so for the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jared, what have you been doing? Yeah, I I've also been working. Uh, my work schedule has taken me taken a lot out of my days, but in my downtime, I've just been playing a lot of board games, and I started watching. I was telling Niall about this. Started watching some Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Oh, oh yeah, bro! I love Mystery Science Theater three thousand. I literally it's, grew up on that. It's great, guys. Like, it's kind of what we do, anyways, but it's a more legitimate form of it. Um, and I thought it like this is something I was going to pose to you guys, but just maybe the three of us should try to do one in a way that's not, you know, ripping it off, but. That's kind of... Paying homage. Yeah, paying homage. Just doing a little orange boy one. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of been what I've been about, what I've been up to. Nil. Dang. Dang good. I um, also have been uh, working and also trying to get a new job. I just got uh, hired at Wells Fargo, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, I'm going to be the the orange banker boy so that's going to be exciting Um, and also something that i've started doing with my downtime is uh (coughs) i have uh started i i don't feel like i can tell anyone about this because anyone will just think that i'm a total psycho and (laughs) a total weirdo but you guys are cool um i've started making a map of a fake world um because Maybe at some point in my life, I will be a DM for Dungeons and Dragons. And so I've started working on this map and kind of like taking notes on all of the different cities and stuff. But it's fun because it's not like people are doing a campaign and I'm going to be the D&D. So I'm start or I'm going to be the DM. So I'm starting it. It's like maybe I'll want to DM at some point. So let's make an insanely complicated world right now. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of just what I've been doing. And as soon as I get, like, one kind of fun project like that, it's what I put my thought and time into. So it's kind of been, oh, like, yeah. you know, what time use that I used to allocate to, you know, video games or, or listening to music or stuff like that is now just going to this map. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> hey, that's it's fun. It's pretty ridiculous, like it. but it's been fun. Yeah, I, that's I'm awesome, man. <laughs> Whenever you finish that, I would be more than willing to be a little gruntling in your DM mastering I would love for that I would that would be a lot that. of fun i'm i'm always down for some good storytelling um so one thing i haven't been doing this week because <laughs> you know me i haven't been keeping <laughs> up with the news Segway. news 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 
news, news, news. Should I should I write another <laughs> little song for the news section? Yeah, that's a good yeah, season could. thing. To we have. could do like a little bebop. All right, I'll do that. Cool. It probably won't be in this episode, but <laughs> you underestimate my power. <laughs> oh wow! All right. Well, it won't I be a song. Started. It'll be a sound bite. Oh, okay, nice. That'll be fun too. We can cut that section out maybe and put the sound bite in where we've been talking about this. No, our candidness is too important to our fans, our loyal <laughs> listeners. Um, anyway, Teach me. some fun news that happened this week is Loki started airing on Disney Plus. The first episode came out on Wednesday. We okay. will certainly do a show an episode of that, like a, an Orange Boy episode of that, once it's finished. Um, so far, I have watched the first episode, and I would highly recommend it. It is my personal yeah. favorite so far. It's only one episode, and we all know that we can be disappointed by finales, so I'm not getting my hopes <laughs> too high. But, <laughs> so far, it is my favorite. It's awesome. Yeah, okay. I, I want to insert my hot take right here, which is, based on this first episode... Um, I, I seriously do like, I can't see a way that this show is not the best Marvel Disney plus show. Yeah. Like it's just kind of, it looks like it's going to obviously be that way. And one of the things I'm excited about is I would say maybe 70 to 80% of the trailers were in that first episode. Mm. Yeah. So it's cool because it's like from here on, it's like, what's going on yeah. what's gonna happen you know and yeah. so i'm i'm very excited owen wilson is hilarious and perfect and oh, his dynamic so with Loki is just wonderful so it's gonna be awesome one thing that i think works well for just this first episode as opposed to the other first episodes like with wandavision and falcon and the witcher soldier both of them were just like straight um exposition there was not like really any plot set up this there was like a lot of exposition, obviously, but it was like, here's like exactly kind of where this show is going, but not yeah. to the point where it's like there's no mystery or anything because there's still a lot of like intrigue to like keep you watching, but it's not so ambiguous that you're just like, okay, well, I guess I have to watch the next episode just because they gave me literally nothing. They really just like <laughs> outlined a lot of really interesting stuff that I'm super excited to yeah. see. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and oh, then we'll kind see. of with that... <laughs> So there was a rumor that the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer was going to be coming out this week. Obviously, those trailers were not real because the trailer's not out yet. But one thing that I read that seems pretty viable is that the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer didn't really have a lot of information or even come out until after Endgame because of how influential Endgame was on Far From Home. Because obviously, spoiler alert for Endgame, Iron Man died and... Ah. Spider-Man what? got re-snapped into existence after five years of existing, and that was a huge part of the movie. And uh, so, spoilers. since the multiverse is likely Jeez, going to be man. a big part of Spider-Man No Way Home, people are thinking they're probably waiting until Loki is finished airing to release a trailer, because if they need an introduction to the multiverse, Loki is likely going to be doing that a little bit. And if there's any little plot details or things like that that will be influential or spoiled by the trailer they don't want it to be released prematurely we'll see but that would make sense to me especially if all the spider-verse rumors are true with um toby mcguire and andrew garfield coming in and all that stuff so right that would be awesome and then that does make sense 
Another rumor along with that is that the antagonists of that movie will be the Sinister Six, but it will be three from Tommy McGuire's and three from Andrew Garfield's. So it would be um, Green Goblin, Doc Ock, and Sandman from Tobey Maguire. <laughs> yes. Yep. And then Lizard, yes. Electro, and Rhino from um, Andrew Garfield's universe. <laughs> so it's like quite no one, like Paul Giamatti as the Rhino. Exactly. It's like who cares? Yeah. But also, if they're going to be done right, it would be done in the MCU. So it's like I'm down for the chance to see him work. Um, yeah, I'm down. Um, yeah. Some other quick news: Aquaman two got its title. It's going to be called Yay. Aquaman and the Last King, the Lost Kingdom. Sorry, not the Last Kingdom. So wasn't yeah. that the name you care of about the, the Aquaman sequel? Wasn't that the name of the um, Jurassic World trailer or not trailer sequel? Fallen, the Lost um, Kingdom, Fallen Pink, Fallen no, Kingdom, Fallen Kingdom. Okay, yeah. so just Adjective Kingdom is yep. is Adjective Kingdom is popular. That's how you name also, your sequel. Also, previous name, Legacy, or A New Legacy. Or... <laughs> yeah, Resurrection, <laughs> yeah, Resurgence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, for, that's, the, that's for the soft reboot. Yes. Yeah, when, exactly. When you're doing, like, set 20 years later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Space Jam, A New Legacy. It's like, come yeah. on. You couldn't come up with a better title than that. <laughs> Whatever. And then final bits of news, Thor 4. With an S. <laughs> Yeah, just that making it no. That that would have been amazing. Pull the, pull the aliens alien thing. aliens. <laughs> I think I think that it should have been called Space Jam: Spirit of Vengeance. See, that's and, oh, uh, yeah. Um, Johnny plays his Ghost Rider as the <laughs> the main character. <laughs> yeah, that would have been amazing. Um, my last a, bit of news: Looney Tunes Nick Cage. Okay, continue. Sorry. Okay, no, it's all right. I was just gonna say. <laughs> Last short, quick thing. Thor 4 finished filming. So that's pretty exciting because we got less than a year until that boy comes out. And then The Book of Boba Fett also finished filming. That comes out this December. Oh, wow. I so. hadn't heard about that. Dang. Have you heard about that, Jared? Exciting stuff. No, I haven't. <laughs> I forgot there was even um, going to be a Boba Fett film or a, a TV show. <laughs> show. <laughs> well, real. I'll tell you some... I'll, tell you about some more things that you maybe didn't know about please um first of all sony announced um in a press conference that uh i don't i don't really know why and i'm not really happy about it i guess um but they have cast aaron taylor johnson as craven the hunter in a craven the hunter movie now for those okay. of you that don't know Craven the Hunter is a Spider-Man villain who basically is obsessed with, like, he, he's kind of like the most dangerous game thing. Like, he's hunted everything that there is to hunt, and now he wants to hunt the Spider-Man, because that would be, like, the best trophy, you know? Um, and so it's going to be another one of these weird, like, Venom and Morbius movies that's like, is it part of the Marvel Universe? Is it not? Like, we don't really know. And uh, Aaron Taylor-Johnson is the actor that played... Um, Quicksilver. Uh, Quicksilver in Avengers Age of Ultron. And so, for me, it just seems like, like for sure, the wrong casting choice. <laughs> like, get someone like like Manly and Grizzly, like John Maginello or something like that. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't um, want to fight him neither. But, 
<laughs> I wouldn't want to fight him either. But, uh, yeah, so they're getting Aaron Taylor Johnson, who, like, we've seen him in Godzilla 2014 being big and jacked, and, you know, it still just doesn't seem right to me. And also yeah. the fact that they're wasting Craven, who is a really cool character, on a solo Craven movie. Yeah, rather bogus. than being a Spider-Man villain is just dumb. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Maybe it'll be an awesome movie. So I don't want to judge too hard. And then uh, second piece of news, um, speaking of movies that we didn't really ask for but are coming out, this one's actually going to be good probably, hopefully, maybe. And that is Indiana Jones 5 uh, has <laughs> finished filming. Um, no, not started finished. Filming. It just started. Started filming. Sorry, I was like, you were talking like... about things that finished filming, yeah. and so I got my wires crossed. But uh, the the there's good news and bad news. So the good news is it's going to be set um, in the '60s, dealing with the space race, as as far as we know, um, and also still going to have some Nazi elements. And I think Mads mm. Mikkelsen is going to play one of the Nazis, and that's super cool. And you know, <laughs> we can all be excited for that. Yeah. Um, the the downside is that there is overwhelming evidence um, based on some set photos that Harrison Ford will be de-aged for this movie. Oh no! Which we all know just looks <laughs> amazing. Oh no! Um, in every movie where someone gets de-aged, it looks totally real and not like a video game cutscene, <laughs> and it just leaves you. My favorite thing about it is that it helps you stay in the moment. Yes, oh, I love no. that's my favorite part too. Yeah, it's not distracting and it helps you stay in the moment. So Indiana Jones 5 is going to be awesome because it's not just hey. like that's going to be one scene. That'll be the whole movie. Hey, well what's cool is we'll I, now uh, have we'll have the de-aged trio uh Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't oh, get Disney's obsession be. with this bullcrap. It's bad. I know. How do they don't, not like, realize they like, heard that everyone hates it. Yeah, like, I know. Just stop. Just use makeup. Yeah, it can be done. The technology <laughs> if is they not literally, there yet. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Just some of the stuff that you see they make out of practical effects and makeup. I'm like, do we really need to be doing all this digital de aging stuff? I know. When this looks so good. So yeah. I don't know. It's a little annoying, but that's fine. Um, so yeah, that is all that I have for news. Now let's get into the episode. The episode. Um, this, week, <laughs> this week I chose for the topic to be science fiction. And the reason that I chose that more than anything is because I honestly haven't seen that many science fiction movies. Um, and and I, I think that it's kind of a, a bit of an ambiguous and elusive genre that you might more than anything kind of attach to different movies of different genres. And it's like a, it's a science fiction horror or it's a science fiction, you know, romantic comedy or whatever you would describe her as. <laughs> or, um, uh, yeah, Passengers. But, yeah, <laughs> Passengers, that movie, dude. Ooh. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do that not was, like that movie. That one was interesting. But... <laughs> Um, with Chris Pratt, I, yeah, Chris yeah, Pratt and Chris J Lo and or J Law, yeah. But I, I really do. I, I love science fiction stuff, and I love kind of the science fiction feel to movies. Um, and so I, I kind of inspired myself to go and and watch um, 
one that I kept hearing about called Moon um, that I'll definitely bring up later on in this episode as well. But uh, I don't know. I just I think that science fiction is one of those places where people can get really, really creative with stuff and they have kind of the ideas of like, yeah, this is rooted in stuff that we we know is real, but the the hyper kind of extreme of what if this technology was used this way. And so I just, I kind of love that concept, and so I wanted to talk about that. So with that, because of what I said about it kind of being amb- ambiguous, is my question is, what is science fiction? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like at, at what point does a movie become science fiction? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll start, I guess, because I, I was thinking about this too, because I would keep thinking of a movie, and then I'd I could come up with an argument both for and against whether or not it was right. science fiction. Um, and that just kept happening to me. So I, I kind of just decided that for me, when I, when I think science fiction, I think of a story that's rooted in reality and science augments it or, or you know, enhances it in some way. But my caveat, my, my one thing is uh, you can always explain the science behind it right it's not just oh like this exists like superhero movies you know it's like oh quantum. we're in out <laughs> yeah the <Yeah>. quantum <laughs> quantum realm or you know like yeah ant-man i guess will say like you know he has technology that makes him big or small but it's like you can't really explain like it doesn't like you use quantum mechanics that doesn't make a whole lot of sense as opposed to some other yeah. movies I don't want, I don't want to get too into listening them because I know we might right. talk about specifics, but uh, movies where oh yeah like like it makes sense that this could exist and they kind of talk about the specific things or <laughs> ways that the science is augmented that you know make the world more unique or more interesting. Okay. So that's how I, I like that. How, that's how I think about it. Cool. Yeah, that's good. Okay. I, I yeah, I was, as I was kind of thinking about this, because it is, like, very ambiguous, and you can, like... Yeah, I think Her is, like, a good example. It's like, why is that sci-fi? So I think that <laughs> the three criteria I kind of just, like, came up with for... If it, if, it, if it is one of or all of these three things, it is probably sci-fi, and that is if it deals with space, if it deals with technology in a heavy, um, like, way, or if it takes place in the future it's probably going to be sci-fi or probably is sci-fi. Yeah. So like yeah. a movie like Arrival is sci-fi. Yes. Because it deals, and time, I guess time would be a good one as well to go along <laughs> with that, like time manipulation. Yeah. But then again, like Inception isn't really sci-fi. So, but like Tenet well, is I would bit. say it is. <laughs> right? I, yeah, well, here's the thing, the because, thing. like, like I don't especially know, when when you get talking about Christopher Nolan, I feel like all of them have that kind of sci-fi element, but, but they're the not only the one that I would, I would classify as, like, like pure sci-fi is Interstellar. Yeah, 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 for um, sure. Because Space I would say Inception, time. at its heart, is, is like a heist movie. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, exactly. And Tenet, at its heart, is like bad. A, a, spy a bad movie. movie. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> for Tenet. It's good. It's a good movie. But but you know what I'm saying. It's like 
Interstellar is like sci-fi a hundred percent. Yeah, but right. his other movies are kind of like these other genres with like infused with sci-fi. I don't know how else to explain it, but that's kind of the way I see it. Okay, I don't know, dude. Yeah, it, like my my answer was kind of. I think space is a big part of it, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Because what what spawned, like, really made me think of this question was we were talking about alien and predator yeah. and how both of those deal with humans dealing with, a, with an extraterrestrial creature and needing to, like, have that issue. But for some reason, for me, alien is definitely a sci-fi movie. And Predator is kind of like a... Just an action sort of like... like yeah. Is that a, yeah, it's yeah. like an action... It's more of like a monster movie than anything else. And so, like, even though they're pretty much the same concept just dealt with in different settings and one is more of a horror and one of them is more of an action, like, I couldn't figure out why they were different. And one of my thoughts was Alien is set in space. Yeah. And Predator is just like on this planet, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it just doesn't feel as, I don't know. So, yeah, I think, to, <laughs> I think to add like a caveat to like what I was saying, like with the space, time, technology, and future, I think with time, technology, and future, it's kind of ambiguous. Like sometimes it's like, hey, yeah, is it really sci fi? Like usually it is going to be, but with space, it like always is. Like Star Wars, <laughs> Alien, like yeah. it, it's really hard to name a movie that takes place in space that is not like science fiction. Yeah. Do you think can can any of us think of a space movie that's not? So, well, I guess like the like biographical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like well, like the Apollo missions. Like First ones. Man. Well, anything that's yeah, First Man. Yeah. Anything but that's that shows like okay. landing on the moon right. is fake in fiction. <laughs> so. I want to I want to ask here's a here's a movie that I want to classify is gravity gravity science fiction. Mm. working um, against me I haven't seen it Okay so yeah, uh, I'm going to say sure You think you think yes Lucas I man see I think part of sci-fi again is like it couldn't be real as well or if it were real it would oh, okay. be extremely difficult gravity gotcha. technically could be real right and so so th so, so that like, movie i would say is like a space thriller yeah right? yeah yeah that's because more... it's like it takes place in space but it's also like the the very realistic like basically it, instead of it being a fictional story it's more of a hypothetical story exactly yeah. Okay. I like that. <laughs> okay. Which still counts as fiction, but it's not like somebody's <laughs> creating something that's not real. Exactly. You know? Well, then what about, like, Cause The like, Martian? Because The Martian is definitely science fiction, right? But it's just, like, yeah, a space but, little drama, right? On Mars. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think but just like, because it even, dips into another genre doesn't make it not science fiction, you know? Because no, I agree. Yeah, I definitely but agree. You, need to see, you need to see gravity because you won't feel like it's a science fiction. Like, I don't know. I think, I know. I think the it's biggest hard. thing... I, I think the biggest thing is what you're saying. If it could be rooted somewhat in reality, it's not really science fiction. 
Like, even with it, like, Martian, like, yeah, technically that could happen, I guess, in, like, hundreds of years. But really, again, we're dealing with the future, and it's not really, like, that feasible. Or, like... And, like, with Blade Runner, like... I mean, technically, the world could get to such a bad point where androids and, and you know, the yeah. future is the way that it is. We could all but be it's, robots right it's now. It's all, like, dystopian. Like, dystopian futures and hypothetical futures are all, I think, fall into that category. I think if it's rooted in the present day with a pretty realistic hypothetical, like gravity, like, sure, that could happen. Like, why not? Um, it's not, like, so absurd for a satellite yeah. to hit an astronaut or whatever. And the other thing is, say that story is the exact same, but instead of it happening in space, it's like her plane crashes and she's on some island. Yeah. It could have basically the same arc, but the space setting is what's making us think, is this science fiction? Is it not? You know? And so, it, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. I I don't feel like we're going to come to a conclusive yeah, answer. Yeah, no, not I really think that good... Jared's, I think that Jared's answer was the best. Yes. Um, for me personally. <laughs> no. well, and, and yours, I, I was going to add. Mine, I, was gonna I, add. I, I honestly didn't even have an answer. <laughs> I was going to add, because, um, like, Star Wars, I would say, is not science fiction for a while, because, you know, they don't really explain the Force. But once they introduce <laughs> midichlorians... Then it be then it became <laughs> good in science fiction. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We were all trying to figure out how the force worked. We were all trying to. I was like, it's a I didn't bacteria. come here to watch some ridiculous fantasy magic movie. And then mm. when he was like midichlorians, You're I was like, like oh, okay, science. gotcha. Now I'm on board. Oh. Now I'm on board. So that was actually something I was gonna say. It's like where the boundary between like fantasy and science fiction occurs because a lot of times those two can be melded i mean obviously with fantasy that's going to be like more like medieval stuff is more what comes to my mind when i think of fantasy but like star wars and stuff like that is going to be more (laughs) i i think it comes in actually as as much of kind of a joke as (laughs) that example was it's pretty much spot on which is I think supernatural powers that remain unexplained, um, like in terms of science, is a pretty big key into fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would say that Marvel is more, like, superhero movies are more fantasy than science fiction. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. And then you've got movies like Ant-Man that are basically kind of walking like a tightrope balancing yeah. between, you know, mm-hmm. fantasy and sci-fi. Especially but even then, fantasy. it's not like you go and you're like, oh, do you want to see that new fantasy movie, Ant-Man? Yeah, or yeah, that yeah. new sci-fi movie, Ant-Man? It's a superhero movie, and there are enough of them now that that's its own genre. Yeah, even. exactly. For sure. Know. Interesting. Well, that's all. My question was definitely not really like a... Here's my answer, and I'm going to defend it. No, it just kind of. I wanted no. to see what you guys thought. Yeah, that was. Oh, an I think it's a really, though. it's a good one to start out with because it kind of sets the groundwork for the rest of the episode. And 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 keeping that in mind, just we are not going to be able to like. I don't know, like your definition as a listener of what constitutes a sci-fi film might be different than ours, uh, and so we might name Absolutely. one, and you'll be yeah. like, well. Kind of, but not really, you know. So just just bear with us. <laughs> know that we are doing what we can with what we've got. 
doing our best. But I, I'm, I think it's good that we've all, we're able to put a lot of thought into that kind of stuff because, you know, we were familiar with these movies. Um, and I think, at least for me, science fiction has had a huge impact on me. Uh, oh, and there are certain films uh, that rise above all other films that just stand out as like some of the most influential films on who I am and my tastes and that kind of stuff. And so for my question, I just wanted to ask what science fiction movie or I guess even TV show, if, if that's the case for you, but what is, has been the most influential on your, I guess, tastes or life or however you want to phrase it, but okay. Yeah. I'll go first. I know that this is the most generic answer and you are probably expecting it, but it is just the truth. And so I'm just going to say it. It's Star Wars. Wow. Can you even believe it? How absolutely shocking is that? But as you far as like, my answer. as far yeah, as like influential go, next question. <laughs> yeah, let's just move on. Star Wars. We all know why. We can circle back to me after if no. I, I'll, I'll give some, some more stuff, but I, I just wanted to, like, as much as we talk about Star Wars and everything, as much as I hate Episode Nine, Star Wars, um, in my opinion, and I think it's a correct opinion, is the most influential <laughs> movie ever made. Um, wow. Because when you look at movies before and after Star Wars, it really is like a hinge point. Like, something happened with Star Wars that changed movies forever, even if it's not, like... Uh, sci-fi movie like what Star Wars was able to do with its budget and with you know its creative team and actors and everything like that was something that affected movies forever and it affected me of course I'm talking about Star Wars the very first Star Wars as well yeah I mean I love the whole franchise but episode four like a new hope its impact on film and just myself is incredible so well, uh, I think Typical, we, we but... did decide, however, that Star Wars wasn't sci-fi until Episode One came out. Yeah, True, so, so I guess um, I'm going to have to go. So that's kind of not an eligible answer. <laughs> not but I, I right. do agree. <laughs> I also think that we... I, I'm going to have to contest you on the most influential movie of all time because I think we can all agree that uh, that is Boo 2, a Medea Halloween. <laughs> I was going to say Alvin. Right. Alvin and the Chipmunks, the road chip, but the road chip, yeah, the road chip was also a big deal. Competed with the release of Star Wars: The Force Awakens. They they opened like a weekend away from each other. That's a, like who whose thought was it that Alvin and the Chipmunks: The Road Chip could compete with Star Wars Episode Seven? I don't know. Anyway, they're like, oh, it's answer... a family movie. It's like so is Star Wars. You fool. I know. So ridiculous. Um, my answer is going to be, uh, and I think Jared kind of saw this one coming from me, but it's a movie called Looper. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, have you guys, well, I know that Jared's <laughs> seen it because we've seen it together. Yes. Lucas, have you seen this movie? I have, yeah. Okay. I, um, I think that this movie is just like, I, I, I don't know how we... Are defining influential but for me However. this was the movie that was like maybe science fiction could be your favorite genre because I, I remember leaving that movie I saw it with yeah. my mom in theaters in St. George 
and uh, I left just kind of blown away by how cool of a concept it was and like it, it feels very I don't want to expose too much of the plot but it's a it's a time travel movie um, where basically in the future time travel has in, has been invented but in the present like where the story takes place it hasn't but there are organizations that use it to send stuff back and they send basically people that they need killed back in time and the main character is a looper who kills these people and disposes of them in the past basically yeah. super interesting concept um, yeah I get a I lot like of cool lot. performances from Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, Bruce Willis who are playing the same character <laughs> from different um, times yeah yeah. My, and, uh, if I can just interject really quick. Yeah, please. My biggest complaint with the movie is the prosthesis that they put on that, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I was going to say that. <laughs> he it, does kind of look goofy. It takes it's me out so of it a little weird. bit. It it's really tough. does. It's like <laughs> no one is going to be like, take, like no one is like, oh man, Joseph Gordon-Levitt doesn't look exactly like Bruce Willis, therefore I dislike this movie. It's like, <laughs> well, it would have been totally acceptable for him to just look like himself. Yeah. And it would have been, it, it would have, Took it, taken me out of the moment way less than that crap he had on his face. That being said, I though, I just, still really like the movie. Yeah, for me, I guess it, that just didn't really bother me. Um, but uh, I don't know. It also, I guess, kind of dips into fantasy a little bit because there's an element of telekinesis abilities in that movie. Huh. Um, but overall, I just I remember being so impacted by it and like feeling smart for having understood the story as as a relatively young viewer um and i just i don't know 22. i i loved it and i i really do recommend it to everybody um it's it's very good yeah. so that's that's also another thing a lot of people have hated on this movie i was just to say people have hated on this movie solely because ryan johnson wrote and directed it Oh um, yeah, that's bogus. Even though it came out before episode eight. Yeah, and I know Niall, Niall was saying like he was excited for episode eight because of how much he likes Looper. Because of Looper. So, so that's that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like here in retrospect, um, but yeah, my my answer for this, um, is just one of the first movies I remember watching, and just being like, okay. This is a cool movie. It was scared me at the time, because um, I, you know, but it, it it did stand out to me, and that is Jurassic Park. Ooh, nice. nice! I'm so glad that got brought up. <laughs> I love it. Um, this is maybe not be. This might not be one of the first things you think of. Like when when someone says science fiction, I think of Alien. Right? That is what I think of. Um, yeah, yeah, me too. It's not my. That's not my favorite movie by any means. Um, it's kind of slow but that's just because it's an older one. Um, I love Alien. Cool. So, (laughs) 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 but uh, yeah, Jurassic Park, nobody's ever going to argue and say this is not a good movie or one that's not worth your time or, you know, it's it's so well-constructed. You love all the characters. Someone will. Shut up. I will. For the sake of argument. <laughs> Just no, because I'm fine. such a, a mad lad like that. Look at me. I'm so cool and rebellious. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, Yeah, Jurassic Park, 
because they're able to kind of explain the process and they have that whole scene that's kind of just exposition of hey how these yeah. <laughs> dinosaurs get here like i think it really works in the but case it works of like, yeah it's like <laughs> yeah like most most exposition scenes i roll my eyes at but that, that one still i don't mind at all just because it, it makes Cartoons sense for exposition work really well <laughs> yeah 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 um and that little uh dna guy money yeah um <laughs> so that's my answer i don't know if uh that's good and that's, that's an well, interesting but, one yeah because it that movie kind of doesn't really fall into any of our criteria no, for sci-fi but it just is sci-fi yeah and we just well technology kind of well no yeah technology. that's what I like was, it couldn't happen that's that's why i was saying is is for me it's set in our world with characters from our world right and they're put into sure. a the spot and where te- because of technology they were able to recreate the DNA from right. prehistoric creatures, right? And so for right. me, that makes sense that it's sci-fi because they sure. explain through yeah. the, what science they're able to. Like that exposition scene makes it sci-fi for me. But yeah, yeah it's yeah, not sure. space, you know? So I, right. I yeah. yeah. But it's I still, yeah. I would science say fiction is so annoying as a genre, but there's some really good stuff. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna agree with Niall what he was saying earlier that uh, sci-fi. I think the more that I think about it, is definitely my favorite genre of movie and TV and stuff as well. Like, there's a lot of like garbage out there, like really just dumb, bad sci-fi. But when it's Star-Gate. good, yeah, I haven't watched that, so I don't, I can't. <laughs> I haven't watched the it. show, but the movie was like rough. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I've heard. But um, when it's good, it's great. Like sci-fi I just absolutely love watching seeing new sci-fi made it's it's such, such a cool genre to me and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I just love it well, cool alright well Lucas do your question I'm interested to hear what it is for the first time ever yes <laughs> me that's too that's how this podcast works yes we do not ever <laughs> discuss our questions and we always go oh <laughs> because it's our genuine because that's interest. our ge- that's our reaction <laughs> That's, I didn't know. I didn't we know. Keep it honest. So my question is, who is your favorite sci-fi character? Oh, oh right. that's, a good, that's question. a good question. Woo-hoo. I like it. Well, I I will open up. Um, my character that I love so much, and it's very possibly just because I saw this movie recently, but it's called Moon, and Woo-hoo. the the character's name is Sam Bell. Um, ah. and Samwell? It, Sam Bell, B-E-L-L. That's oh. his last name. Ah. Oh. <laughs> and uh, he is played by Sam Rockwell, um, who Sam plays Rock Justin Bell. Hammer, the best, the best uh, Marvel villain. True. Um, and uh, it's basically a one-man show, so his character is always on screen and has a very very interesting arc i i truly don't want to say anything about the plot of this movie because i went into it not knowing anything all i knew is that it was going to take place on the moon and sam rockwell's character was going to be some sort of an astronaut and i think that i would have very likely enjoyed this movie less had i even known what the concept 
of the movie was going to be. And so I'm not really going to share anything about plot details, but basically this character, you watch him through the movie slowly on his own kind of unravel some certain mysteries and figure out things that are going on and also kind of planning some stuff out in a very interesting way and, and learn things about himself in the process. And he just, the arc that he goes through throughout this movie and the different kind of, almost the different like characters that he plays throughout the movie is just fascinating. And, and the character is so cool. Um, and it's like very Sam Rockwell. He kind of infuses his own personality into the character. Um, but it is, it's a fascinating movie and it's because that character basically is the movie nice and so i recommend the movie and definitely sam bell is gonna be one of my favorite movie characters from now on yeah that's been on my watch list since i downloaded letterboxd so i've been trying yeah, to get too. around to it but but <laughs> it's yeah great no i i will we'll have, have to check watch it out together. this week Aw. <laughs> awesome <laughs> let's do it um my this one's this one's kind of this was interesting for me because I was thinking back on all the sci-fi films that I've I've seen in the last couple of years, you know, or just I've seen of all time, and it makes me upset that one of my fa- favorite characters is from arguably my least favorite movie I've ever seen before. Wow, the character Fantastic. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's Doctor Doom <laughs> <laughs> from Fan King Force. Ghidorah from, from from Godzilla King, King of, of the Monsters. Monsters. No, the great choices, and they were I I considered runner them. ups. Runner ups, yeah. Runner runners up. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but the character is Hal Nine Thousand from. 2001 Space Odyssey. Now, Hal... movie. (laughs) Yeah. Hal is, like, very... Like, it's hard to explain, because Hal is a robot, and really is just visualized by a single red sphere that kind of Uh. just lights up. But he, or it, is the primary antagonist, basically, of the whole movie. Right, at least for well, like the part of the movie that I enjoy. For for <laughs> the yeah, part of the movie for the that good makes part sense. of the movie. Yeah, the only part of the movie that's actually like a, a movie, movie. Yeah. and not just kind of a slideshow. <laughs> slideshow acid trip. <laughs> um, but the the scenes this that's such this... a funny take on that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the scenes Hal is in. Uh, are just great and they're very tense um, like the I'm sorry Dave I'm afraid I can't do that scene is just so yeah, good yeah. he's like slowly picking off these astronauts and um, yeah if you haven't seen the movie just don't watch it <laughs> but go watch <laughs> maybe that part because yeah, it is yeah. Google that part. Google that yeah. part the it's whole on, movie on is YouTube. Yeah, maybe one of my least favorite movies, but that character really made it interesting. It was such an interesting conflict for these astronauts who I also did not really care about (laughs) to, Um, you know, go up against. Quick side story. Yeah. 
one of my favorite jokes that I've ever thought of. <laughs> Didn't even say it because I, fe- I would have felt bad. Um, but it was when Jared and Grant and I were watching 2001 Space Odyssey. And we got to the end. For those of you that haven't seen it, the last maybe 10 minutes and, of the movie and before Riley. Like, the final scene. Riley was there too. Oh, was Riley there? Yeah. Okay. Um, we, Lol. It was. We gotta, sorry, Riley. We gotta include I her. I remember <laughs> when you were around. Um, but uh, <laughs> it was. Um, th- there's about like a. I don't know how long it is. It felt like about 10 minutes. It, f- it felt like where a it's half just hour. basically showing. <laughs> it's showing landscapes through like different colored filters and like, you know, kind of overhead flying shots of like mountains and oceans and stuff and it's all these different colors and all of us are just you know beyond confused we don't get at all what's happening and I thought and I didn't say it and I regret it every day but I told them about it afterwards and it was funny I thought about just you know five minutes into it just going oh out loud just to make them like what like, what do you understand that i don't because it, it's incomprehensible like that part of yeah. the movie is absolutely ridiculous and it makes no sense and so it was uh i i thought that it would have been so funny and i feel so bad that i didn't tell them afterwards and it still kind of landed but now I'll, I'll immortalize it in form by telling that story it landed for me yeah, I, I thought it was very funny. Um, but yeah, that whole movie, that movie was one is, of the worst I hate it. movie watching experiences I've ever had. And if C. Brown listens to this, who is another friend of ours, he'll vehemently disagree yeah. because he loves that movie. Because he's a it is, film bro. <laughs> it is by and large absolutely loved. And I make it to be fair though, when I watched it, I watched it on a ten inch portable DVD player and the DVD I got from the library was scratched, so it kept stopping and skipping. Oh, no. <laughs> the only way to make that movie better. Yeah. And so I was like so frustrated the whole time I was watching it, I was trying to clean off the disc and it was like putting it back in and it was just such a tiny screen. And I was like, oh my goodness, when will this movie end? Because it's also so long, but it kept stopping yeah, every like 30 seconds. Like the, the space, like acid trip scene, literally felt like it never ended. I was like, oh no. my gosh, when is this going to yeah. end? So it just kept skipping and it just kept going. And I was like, what yeah. on earth is this? Well, and it's I need like, to rewatch it to be fair. But well, you don't. Because here's the thing is people I need to, I need to not it's... watch it in that format. Probably. Well, not. yeah. But, like, people are so, like, oh, it's just a big metaphor. But n- literally, no one I've talked to can explain what the metaphor is. You know? Is Nobody yeah, understands like, well, the it. Well, the baby represents new life. And the monkeys at the beginning <laughs> also represent, you know, new life. And, like, shut up. Shut up. Like, you don't. <laughs> that is meaningless to me. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Pretty, and pretty the good director. Is. You know, uh, communist influences and <laughs> like what? That movie isn't that movie based on a book though. Uh, but, I don't You're know. asking the wrong guy, but I uh, I can I tell you that it it's is. It's either John based Lennon. on a book or it was. It's it was made like at the same time as a book or mm, something like that. But perhaps. kind of interesting that a movie adaptation of a book. Like I wonder what the book is like if the movie is that ridiculous. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you two fun facts about about 
2001 A Space Odyssey, just to make this a little more educational. One, John Lennon, uh, notoriously a lead singer and writer for The Beatles, um, <laughs> a Beatles. He, it, Notorious it was his favorite movie and I believe he would watch it once a week once it came out Sheesh. yeah because he is also always on acid so that makes sense um, and <laughs> the second fun fact is that a lot of conspiracy theorists believe that Stanley Kubrick used the you know the set pieces and a lot of the technology he used in making 2001 a space odyssey to help fake the moon landing oh yeah yeah i've heard that i remember hearing about that so those are two fun facts about the movie (laughs) (laughs) i think think, honestly john Lennon loved that movie just because back then you couldn't get on youtube and google search trippy visuals (laughs) yeah (laughs) that might be it honestly and so he was like this is what i've got this is the best thing that i've got yeah (laughs) George Lucas yeah, if, also if said, he lived in the YouTube era, he would have hated that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. George Lucas uh, said it was a huge influence on Star Wars, but it's like, well, it's in space. But like, is that <laughs> is that yeah, the part that it. influenced? <laughs> oh man, he liked seeing the stars yeah. in the sky, and yeah. so he was like, oh, okay, I'll make Star Wars now. Yeah. <laughs> so my uh, favorite character is actually not okay. So. My favorite sci-fi character is not has been in movies, but is going to be in a movie coming out. The the character I'm specifically referring to though is from a book, oh. so a little bit different medium, and oh, that is uh, I have a guess. Paul Atreides in Paul. in uh, the Dude. Dune series. Oh. I'm about halfway through that book, and I love him. Yes, he is the coolest. Dune <laughs> is just such an awesome book. I would say, yeah. Paul is a great character, but his father, Leto Atreides, is also excellent, an excellent character. I think it's going to go to Paul, though, just because if you've never read the book Dune, I would highly recommend it. It is my favorite book. It was The book was a huge influence on Star Wars as well, and you can really tell as you're reading it, there are a lot of things that are super similar, like specific names and things like that on the first Star Wars movie again. Because Dune, in general, is just about a huge sand planet, and the Chosen One character is from the sand planet, and it's like, there's a lot that goes into that, but there's a lot of parallels you can make between Paul and Luke, and Tatooine, and Dune, (laughs) exactly, yeah, so there's a lot of, there are a lot of similarities. Ultimately, the stories branch out once um, Luke leaves Tatooine, and once Paul kind of gets a little bit older, it's, the whole book is on Dune, though, for the most part. Um, but Paul is just an excellent character. I absolutely love the book, and I'm super looking forward to the movie that comes out this year because yeah. it looks amazing just from the one trailer we've gotten. The director, Denis Villeneuve, made Blade Runner 2049 and Arrival, two excellent mm, sci-fi yeah. movies that I really, really love. One and being so, a Best Picture winner. No, not winner. No, just but not I, I have lived my life since that movie came out thinking that it was a winner. No, wasn't that I the year of Spotlight? Uh, no? yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. a bummer. Well, but Spotlight know, is also Spotlight's very good. Spotlight's amazing. But... <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, they're both yeah, great. But, it's, but yeah, that was like no Spotlight arrival. and yeah. Hell, Hell or High Water, which I also enjoyed. Yeah, they had... I still haven't Some seen years are like great. The nominees are yeah. like all good. Or there are a few that are like, wow, these could all win. 
And then yeah. there are years like this year where it's like, I'm not attached to any of these movies. Like, I don't even <laughs> care yeah. who wins or yeah. loses. It's just we, like, We were so going much. to do a, a, an episode about it, but then I don't think any of us really cared enough yeah, <laughs> about it. Was it was just like everything this, it was like, I don't, none of these matter. Yeah, I know. None <laughs> yeah. of these movies, all of them are forgotten. If you were to name any one of the eight nominees, it's like, hey, have you ever heard of this movie? Most people would say, no, what the heck is that? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, part of that was because the whole year was in COVID and nothing was right. being released, but still. But this next year's season, I think we'll have some good ones yeah. to dig into. I hope so. I hope. Uh, Lucas, who is playing that character in the new movie? Is that... Yeah, tell Timoth- the audience. Timothy Chalamet will be playing Ooh, Paul Atreides. Yes! <laughs> I, I, oh. I figured that's who he was playing, so... I just wanted to he double check because again I don't know I don't know anything about him. Yep. He is a very and very Oscar good actor. Isaac will be playing Leto, mm-hmm. his okay. father. I'm his father. Cool. And he's got such a legendary salt and pepper beard. Oh, he yeah, looks so good with it that. It looks great. I honestly, that movie is like for sure my most anticipated movie of this year. Oh, same. same. When does it Even with all the Marvel stuff, the, we're getting four Marvel movies this year. <laughs> And I am most excited for Dune. Yeah, but I so, mean, two of the Marvel movies are like, who cares yeah. about Shang-Chi and the Eternals? <laughs> oh, really? I, I'm... I care Eternals more about those. Eternals is the one that I'm... I, uh, Black I mean, Widow... Black oh, Widow yeah, and Shang-Chi are the one that I'm not really no, pumped for. Really? Shang-Chi is the one I'm most excited for. Really? I just think it's going to be so well, new I'm still and stoked for it. I, I I feel like it's just going to be a another whole other episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. not we it's not a sci-fi movie. Thing. We'll talk about it. You later. can yeah. tell first of all that we haven't had an episode in a while just because of how quickly we're being derailed. There's there's <laughs> yeah. so much we, we have to talk tangents. about. It's, yeah. But yeah, great, great. Anyway, um, I just think, I think Paul Paul Atreides is my favorite let's, character. I hope he's done well in the movie. A, I think he will be. Let's push into a fan question real quick. Paul, first of all, going back to the Paul Atreides thing, because you just reminded me, his name is Paul. Like, what a, just like a normal lame name for the main character of, like, this epic sci-fi thing. Doesn't, like, he is so cool that you're like, oh yeah, Paul, like, I want to name my children Paul now. All of them. All of my children are named Paul. But he has a lot of different things he's referred to as, so. Yeah, Muad'Dib. Muad'Dib and the Kwisarts Haderach. Yeah. Kuzat's Haderach. Is that how you say that? Uh-huh. Kuzat's Haderach. You guys. Yeah. I don't know, dude. It's a cool book. Anyway, our, um, You're killing me. our fan question this week comes from Samuel Stewart. Correct, Ooh. Yes, Jared? yeah. Okay, just making sure that that's... Because you told us the question. Like, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yes. um, the question is more more or less... What science fiction entity that's not a movie or TV show or whatever would you like to see turned into a movie or TV show? Yeah, I will. So we'll kind of do like a rapid fire round on this probably. Yeah, I'll just, I'll go first very quickly. Um, There's a board game that follows uh, (laughs) a galaxy where... All the the empire basically in charge has fallen, and now all the great races are competing to prove that they can become the leaders or the new leaders of this this galaxy. And the 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 
board game is called Twilight Imperium. I actually had the chance to play it again yesterday. It typically takes about 12 hours to play, and every time there's a unique and awesome story that comes out of it. And so I think what would be really cool is if this is a movie, it's a movie. If it's a TV show, that works too. But just following like a race or something like that or, or you know, yeah. seeing all these different factions, you know, undergoing political intri- like political agendas, um, trading with other races or, you know, engaging in space combat would be really cool. And the alliances yeah. and stuff that could be formed. Um, I think <laughs> it, I don't know, it could lend itself to like a uh, Game of Thrones kind of style, you know, yeah. just because of how massive I, it is. My idea for it is you do a show and each season a different faction is the main character That'd that's be cool. followed. But it's it follows the same timeline, so you just kind of pick up from where you left off, but now, you know, the Emirates of Hakan are the main character instead of the Winyu or whatever. Yeah. Also, if any Two. of our listeners want to play this with us... <laughs> yeah, let us know, because... Yeah. I am dying to play this game again. I have never played it. We need to play Look, it Yeah, we'll play it next time I'm, I'm up, but... I have won, actually, yeah. as both now the Emirates of Hakan and the Winu. So, come on. <laughs> oh, nice. Those yeah. are the two. Those All are right, the two cool. that you just named. Uh, oh, um, I've also won as but, the Universities of Julnar, but, <laughs> you know. Nice. Teach you know. their own. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so if any of our listeners have 12 hours to, to spare on a, on a board game, yeah. let us know. And note that two of those hours will be just learning the rules of the game. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's so that's good. my answer. I think it'd be cool. Hey, Lucas. Um, man, this is a very difficult question because most of my sci-fi love comes from stuff that already exists, um, as like a format. But if I had to say something. I'm just going to say Dune again because I'm going to pretend like the movies and TV shows that have previously been made do not exist because they are abhorrent and I refuse to watch them. Um, I'm just going to say Dune because the book is amazing and um, the movies, I, 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 I'm never going to watch the other ones because I've heard they're bad and rough. Yeah. But yeah, the you technology just... was just not where it needed to be to make those movies into a reality. And now it is, and so I'm excited, but... Otherwise, yeah, but, uh, just a really good retelling of the story is what you want. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. In visual think, format. Yeah, I think that's that counts. Count totally, it. totally fair. Um, my answer is a video game. Nice. Called Destiny. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. A lot of people. So a lot of people didn't like this game just because the story is basically a waste of time. Um, yeah. And I agree, the story is an absolute waste of time. But the the universe that they've created, which is basically like almost kind of like space knights of the round table, is kind of what it feels like. Um, but like with guns and stuff, and you go to different planets, and they have like all these kind of speeder bikes that are somewhat Star Wars reminiscent. Um, the The world and the concept of it is so cool that I think if you get, you know, some actual capable writers to write a story for it, it would just be fun to see a movie in that kind of, like, medieval space-type 
world. And of course, like, it's still very futuristic, but kind of their culture feels like Knights of the Round Table. And it's, I don't know, I just like it, and I like the design of the game, and I uh, I would love to see that in a movie. Yeah. So that's my big pick. That'd be sick. Um, but uh, that's that's it, everyone. So, you know... <laughs> Turn off the podcast if you want. Um, I'm Lucas. Some other ones. I'm not. Space. <laughs> the final frontier. And this has been the Orange Boy Inquiry. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to participate more and uh, be part of the fan questions that we do, uh, go follow us on Instagram at the Orange Boy Inquiry with dots in between all of them, except it'll come up if you don't put the dots in. Um, <laughs> And uh, I have nothing else to say. Are there any other things to say, or do we just, like, do I just hit this red button and stop recording? I'm Jared. That's it.